I'm Amy. I'm Julie. And we're Nathan and Ryan, Canoobles Knights. Remix! And it's time to pucker up. We have special guests this week. Welcome to Pucker Up to Thank Nathan you. and Ryan. Thanks for having us. Canoobles Knights. Are Washington Capitals super fans? Well, I won't I refer think... to you as authentic fans because a that seems to be a new thing, and b you're beyond authentic. Um, yeah, we were authentic fans before it was cool to be authentic fans. They're fans. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're quite in that category either, but you know, for those who don't know, I'm going to give. Ryan and Nathan the opportunity to kind of give us their Washington Capitals. When we've had guests on before, let's put it yes. that way. Tell us we how have you them. got here, how you got into yeah. hockey and how you became Cats fans and why you are semi-famous for being Cats fans. Mm. I mean, I mean, how much time do we have, really? That's how far back do you want to go in our pedigree? Talk fast, Ryan. So, so, <laughs> it's so deep. So, so storied. Almost as much as the Capitals. Uh, <laughs> You're older than you look. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to 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 Nate Dog just because he he he's I'm the he's the reason I'm a Caps fan. I feel like he has he has more of the pedigree than I do. I, I'm just kind of along for the ride, you know. Make guest appearances on podcasts and show up looking good in suits, spandex or non spandex. <laughs> You stood at the Capitals parade at the stage for like 10 hours holding a flag. I think you're a real fan at this point. Well-dressed in a suit, Thank I you. might Thank add. You. And it was 7,000 degrees. It, it was. It was very hot. Fortunately, my suit matched my face by the time we were done standing there. But My know. face matched my red t-shirt when I went home that day. Yeah. It was not. Oh, and it peeled later, and it was not fun. Sunscreen, guys. I know. Well, I, when, I, when I say rock the red, I, I, you know, I live it. There you go. Live I'm with you on that one. So, so Nathan, how did this all start? It sounds like you you might have looped Ryan in to all yeah, this. Yeah, I kind of roped him. In. I guess you could say I kind of roped him in. I don't remember even how it started. I, I went to a game, and I think it's one of those kind of classic stories where, like, you go to a hockey game and you're like, "This is awesome. I want to keep going to hockey games because <laughs> the atmosphere <laughs> is just so great." And this was back in 2008, 2009. And, you know, and the Caps were fun to watch, and Ovi, you know, Ovi's tearing it up all the time, and just going to a game decided that. At the time, I was single and had some disposable income, and <laughs> decided I wanted to, you know, wanted to get in on the season ticket game, and so I bought, uh, decided I wanted to buy a partial, like a ten game package. That's how I, they hooked me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go alone, so I, I went to Ryan and was like, "Hey, you need to, like, hey, you need to buy a, a season ticket with me for these ten games," and so he did because he's just also single peer pressure. And had- and had disposable income. Yes. Yeah, and very susceptible to peer pressure. So he joined awesome. up, and we decided, this was the summer of 2009, we decided that we wanted to have some fun with it. Instead of just going to games, we wanted to kind of be ridiculous. So we were sitting around with some friends trying to figure out what would be funny, what would be fun to do. We decided we were going to be a super fan for someone, and one of our buddies was kind of looking through the roster and was like, oh, this guy Knubel, you know, it would be alliterative with Knights if you pronounce Knights wrong. Why don't you go dressed as as knights and be Knubel's knights, we were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. He might not hear this, but yeah. you know, credit where it's due. We'll force him to listen. That's there you true. go. So that's kind of how it started. And then it just took on a life of its own. You know, we cheered for Knubel for a few years while he was tearing it up on the top line, crashing the net, scoring those dirty, greasy goals. Knubeling. Uh, 
if you will. Canoobling, if you will, yeah. And then he left, and Troy Brower joined the team, and the obvious pun there was Brower Power and Brower Rangers, so that's when we donned the spandex for a few So did you did you back. go for the, the fandom based on the pun, or the pun based on the fandom? Like, what's the chicken-egg scenario with so Brower? it's a combination of, we, we knew, we, so when we were kind of trying to find someone to cheer for originally with Canoobal, when we landed on Canoobal, we knew we weren't going to cheer for, like, OV or Backstrom. Like, we, we don't want to cheer for someone who everyone cheered for who's, like, half the jerseys in the arena are that player. We wanted to cheer for someone who was kind of a grinder, kind of a uh, lesser-known guy. And so... Didn't have, a fan, didn't have a fan club, basically. Yeah, yeah. Someone who wouldn't normally have a fan club. So that's how we landed on Knubel, and, and we wanted to keep up that tradition when, when we moved on from Knubel. And Brower was a really good candidate for that because he was pretty similar in terms of... You know, he's a good player, was a good player at the time, for sure, and had the pun, which worked really well, and, um, you know, wasn't wasn't the kind of guy who's going to have a super uh, strong fan base, but was worth cheering for, for sure. And we also only picked Winter Classic winners. I just want to throw that out there, too. That was our requirement. Oh, wow, that's right. Mm-hmm. Next, does that hold true with, with Oshi, or no? Was he a, was he the outdoor game winner? Nah, Oshi, Oshi was kind of a, that was a, hey, we should keep doing it because we've been doing it, right? And the, sure. the stick kind of fell apart, mainly because we both had children and all the parents out there know that that just changes big time in terms of yeah. free, any free time is, is pretty much to that. And let alone making it to games became more difficult. We couldn't really get a lot of exposure. And Oshi, Oshi I think um, he was too popular in all, in all honesty, but there weren't really other any good puns we could pull out or at least the creative juices that look i threw out regal beagle i don't know if you all paid attention to it at the time but i really wanted you guys to be the regal beagle well there's already kind of a beagle fan club there's people you know there's the the russian machine bit with the beagle.jpg but there's that's true some beagle folks on twitter and there's you know already some some people who are cheering for him and then you know look how long that would have lasted so right that's true well now i i do have a comment slash question because you all are so well dressed and because you your accoutrement with your fandom has been so great. I noticed that, you know, you've got the, you, you had the, the really cool Brower Ranger outfits. You had formal Brower Ranger spandex. If I remember correctly, there yeah, were ones night. that were worn to casino night. So how do you get your hands on those? Like, does somebody make those? Did you customize them? Uh, you know, uh, it, it's a funny, it's funny because every, every time we go out, people will ask that question and it's literally, and, and not to, not to make it a short answer, but it's always like, it's the internet. Like everything is on the internet. Like it, the, 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 the formal wear, I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if we wore red tuxedos. And so I would just like for fun on Amazon was like, Hey, red tuxedos. And then I was like, Hey, wait, there's like a red spandex option. And I was like, <laughs> uh, we're totally doing this. And then it was amazing. So, and then um, you upgraded to the sweet red suits that you wear to casino night now. And if you guys. And to playoff games. Yes, true. Yes. And if you guys out there haven't seen the suits now, Ryan specifically has an upgrade since the Stanley Cup where he's got this uh, Stanley Cup champion like lining in the jacket that looks really sick. Yes. So that was that was uh, I, I don't I don't want to let it die in the sense of like wearing dope caps gear. And, um, you know, like maybe we might not be dressed like animals or or fictional characters anymore. But, you know, I, I still want to I still want to look good. 
when we go no, out. We just dress like very cool dudes. Yes, super cool dudes. That's that's <laughs> the, that's definitely the vibe we put may off. not be fictional characters. Cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good cool point. dude. So we wanted to get you guys, you guys on here because you guys did something really, really, really awesome back at the beginning of the month, and we have to hear about it. You oh, guys, we watched we watched we, the Caps win a game. Yeah. Is that it? Well, that I can't remember. The last I know it's time been so long. Oh, Caps. Come on, guys. Pick it up. But you guys went to Detroit for a trip that you guys actually won an auction at Bourbon and Cigars. Yeah, that's right. So the uh, just for background, folks may not be aware, the Caps alumni group puts on a fundraiser every summer called Bourbon and Cigars, Rooftop Bourbon and Cigars. And they get you up on a rooftop. This summer, it was over at the top of the town in Arlington, which overlooks Iwo Jima Memorial. You get a great view of the city, great view of the Stanley Cup, one of the first public appearances for Caps fans, which is awesome. Um, but so they do a silent auction, kind of like they do a casino night, but this is for experiences with alumni. So there's like skeet shooting with Alan May and rounds of golf with Rod Langway and stuff like that. And one of the experiences this year was a trip to Detroit to watch a game with, with Mike Knubel, who's also a Red Wings alum, and Kelly Miller, former Caps player. So we knew at the time we weren't renewing our season tickets for next year. So we had a little bit of money to play with and, and thought, this is something we want. <laughs> and it would be super funny or and or super awkward to spend an evening at a game with with mike and kelly and so we went on we went for it and ended up winning it uh, somehow and yeah so the trip the trip ended up being this this january to the game in detroit which as ryan alluded to we actually won hey um before you guys go further um your nathan your allusion to it either being really good or really awkward in terms of Knubel knowing about you then yeah. and Brower knowing about you like what how did how did that work like I know Brower knew about you I know Brower yeah. like reached out to you guys a lot but how did Knubel know about you acknowledge you back then yeah he knew yeah. he well we I think we have different well, perspectives on this well right right well let's be clear on too the awkward the the guy thinking this could be super awkward or super funny Nathan was this could be super awkward I was this is gonna be funny slash awesome yeah yeah, so when when we were the Knights, we knew he knew of us because we saw him. Like we we went to practice a few times. We we took signs to the games that were very obviously about him, including the one that almost got us kicked out of the arena. Oh, do tell. Yeah, oh, yeah this so definitely know about one that almost got you kicked. The sub out. sub story. Do you want to finish? Do you want to finish Canoeville's story first, and then get into the sub story, or we take it? No, Just let me tell take, us what the sign said. Take it on the side road. So it was late in Canoeville's tenure at the Caps. And Dale Hunter was the coach, and Hunter was healthy scratching Knubel a lot and so we we went to well we kind of started I don't know if we started I don't want to claim credit for something someone else might have started but we certainly amplified the free Knubel hashtag on Twitter uh, and I ended up going to the game with one of us had a sign that said free Knubel and the other one had a sign that said scratch hunter uh, that was we, wait 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 that was you guys yeah 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 so we held them up right on the glass for for warm-ups and maybe halfway through warm-ups the arena security came down and said uh, the players have complained about your signs and you need to you need to put them down or we're gonna have to ask you to leave so apparently we we never got the full story but apparently there was a player who felt it was disrespectful and and distracting to the team and the coach and so they had them uh have us remove the sign it later came out ted leonsis came out later and said that they shouldn't have done that and so it, it kind of became a little this little tempest in a teapot a bigger deal than it really was but but it was certainly well, washington the washington the washington post beat reporter caught it right he put an article out there yeah and so it just kind of got blown out of was proportion that a little bit but when Alex Pruitt was still doing the, the cat feet on the post? Know. I don't know if it was Katie Carrera or if it was Alex. It was a dude. Was so. wow. I think Dan Steinberg's actually the one who wrote the story. Oh, that would make sense. 
Yeah. So, anyways, that's when we almost got kicked out of the arena. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all that to say, he definitely knew well, about us. But well, um, but also too, hold on, hold on, he, hold on. His his daughter his his daughter took a picture of us when she was down in the glass at one time. Remember, like they pulled us over so she get a picture with his wife. What? No, that was Brower. Was it? No, no, daughter. Mike's Mike's oldest daughter. I don't remember that. Okay. I have a bad yeah. memory, so you're yes. probably right. Yes. But but as far as he was concerned, I never got. <laughs> I always thought he didn't get it. Um, <laughs> he was kind of unsure what to do about it. Like he was. I don't know if he do. Like are these guys? Is this a bit? Are they joking? Is this just for? fun or are they are these guys five years weird? old like do i need to be weirded out by these guys and scared of them <laughs> so i think it was after like after he left the team and we started running into him at alumni events and stuff like that that he realized like oh these are just guys who are having fun and you know they're genuine genuinely cheering for me but also just having fun with it and so that's when he started to kind of accept us as as his fans so well after and after the after the game not to jump ahead but guess who guess who's following us now on twitter i saw that Ooh, right. you're coming up in the world. No, right? You're trying <laughs> to so, now. Not just locally think, famous, nationally I, I think, famous. Right, right. I think, too, the, when we ordered the flags for the Russian machine flags for the Winter Classic, Winter Classic Hellgate. Oh, we, yeah. We uh, ordered them from a random site. Well, sorry, we Nathan ordered them from a random site. And it ended up being the company that was owned by Mike's brother, Steve. And I remember that. That's right. Right, and so I Steve, about that. Steve saw that and was like, "Hey, we followed you guys. Like, you guys are great. We really appreciate you cheering for my brother or whatever." And like, threw a couple extra things in the flag box and like took a picture of him holding the flag and sent it to us. So I, I think, I think in general, Mike appreciated it. The you know us dressing up and stuff. But I think Nathan, Nathan, Nathan's typically more reserved than I am. As as if you know us, you would figure that out. But uh, yeah, those of you who have met Nathan and Ryan. Ryan, um, right. are nodding your heads vigorously right now. Right, but that's it's just that's just how we are, you know. You're We're the most introverted person well. I know, Ryan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I, Brower just kind of ended up getting silly with y'all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. He totally bought in, and I think mostly it was because of his. I think his wife kind of drove him buying in because I think the first time he reached out to us, he he sent us a DM on Twitter and was like, "Hey, it's my daughter's birthday. Would you mind meeting up with my wife?" It was like, I think it was his daughter's like second birthday. Yeah. Like, if you're going to the game, would you mind meeting up for a picture? And so we took a sign that says, you know, happy birthday and met up with them. And so she gave us a couple of things. Like when, when they did his Movember bobblehead, like she brought us some of the bobbleheads for us to take with us. And we ran into her at a couple like season ticket older events and chatted with her. So I think she liked that we cheered for him and she appreciated that we cheered for him. So she encouraged him to kind of <laughs> play along, which he did. He had some fun with it, obviously, like they did. And they were great too because they did, they showed up at that fundraiser we did at Fort DuPont back in the day. And, and That's right. I do yeah, remember that now. So generous with their time and, and donating. I think, they, I think they donated some tickets to a game for the auction that we did and they were just great i mean they were great they were they were really great folks and it was it was fun to cheer for them in part because they they clearly liked it so much and, and played along so well right well, I, and think, I think them being younger too also helped not that mike was old but i think old. he was he was hockey old and I mean, he's still he's still not an old he's still not old, but he just that also helped a little bit. That I think also that Troy Troy got the joke and, and his wife. I think they got the joke a little easier. Uh, yeah, since it was more obvious what we were. Well, and for for one brief time, there were three Brower Rangers due to a bet. I can't remember what the bet was though. Twenty goals, it was wasn't it? 20, yeah, it was twenty goals. Ian, I Ian couldn't remember how many. Bet Peter. Wait, who did? No, he bet us that Brower yeah, would was, score yeah. more than twenty goals in the season, and he did obviously. 
you because he's amazing. Yeah, so Ian had to go to the game dressed like we like we went to games, which was full body spandex, a fanny pack, a helmet, and a, a sign that professed that basically, his idiocy. Yeah, yeah. Said never doubt Brower power. There was a there was a similar sign outside the arena the other night with somebody professing their football idiocy. Oh man! With a list of things they had to read out loud, like they had to wear a sandwich board. We posted it, was, it made me the think of you guys. Of this guy on Twitter, but he had like. A poem, like a, a thesis he had written that was just, I wish we had filmed some of it because he was hysterical. Whoever but, his yeah. friends were that made him pay up he on the had, bet were the ones who were hysterical. But he yeah. had lost his fantasy league. But yeah, let's talk about you guys and your trip to Detroit and how awesome I know, it I took was. us on a, on a historical I, side we, road. That's good. Sorry. We went rabbit, rabbit, rabbit holes are great. Nostalgia is wonderful. We miss it sometimes, so good to and be reminded so, of the good times. So let's, uh, was it awkward or was it awesome? Awesome, surprising. Um, I think I think I tempered my expectations like Nathan did going into it because I was like, yeah, this this could be super awkward because like we didn't know Kelly Miller at all, and like he turned out to be a, a, like awesome too. Not that I I, I, I just had no idea because at the alumni thing we're like, hey Kelly, <laughs> you looking forward to being the you know the fourth wheel on our trip with Mike <laughs> to watch the Detroit play, <laughs> and he was I mean he was it was great talking with him and like hearing about his career and kind of where he's at now and like it just was that was really really it was a special cool moment to be out there talking with him about like the even the advent of composite sticks into the league because you know he played with wooden sticks and then they started wow you know, like opening up to the composite with the composite heads and just talking with him about that was just kind of, it just was cool to hear hear that from, you know, someone who like was in it and, you know, his 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 career and stuff. So it turned out being great. I mean, that I was pleasantly surprised. I would totally recommend anybody who wants to go on a trip with, uh, with those two again to sign up immediately. They should do it yearly and bring a whole crew of people, but no, it was great. Yeah, I thought like, they really could have phoned it in and just kind of shown up and watched the game with us, but I think they, they really took extra steps to make it a fun evening, you know, down to, I'm sure we'll get into it, but down to, you know, organizing for us to go down and, and visit the locker rooms of both teams after the game and, and meet some players and coaches. It was um, definitely stuff they didn't have to do. It wasn't part of the arrangement, part of the uh, um, package that was being offered, but uh, they took it the extra mile and really made it a fun night. What would you say was your very favorite part of this the whole experience oh they're thinking we're all in trouble yeah. was it that the I Cavs mean, won a game and that's like the no. last time yeah. the Cavs won a game in recent memory like no the Cavs, yeah. the Cavs won the game I think I had a really good time riding the bird scooters which I know is not a Detroit only thing but I really enjoyed the yeah, you got, yeah you have to understand we're both old old okay. enough okay bullshit I probably so have, that we've like we've I seen bird scooters around. I probably have at least ten years on both of you. I'm well, go on. Pretty sure that uh, we're the same age, so, so I don't appreciate what you just I mean, said. By internet standards, we're old fogey. Oh yeah, no, we're old. And I so am. it's like we're not the Venmo generation. We're the PayPal generation, not the Venmo generation. Yes, there you go. I, I subscribe. We're for just sure. stupid because they're the same company. Well, I yeah, know. But. Don't get me started on that. That that's a PayPal generation thing to say, right? Right. <laughs> So we discovered birds. Like we obviously we've seen them around the city and stuff. But we discovered birds in Detroit and decided we were going to try them. And we did not die. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. But that that joke aside, it was fun. I think probably the the coolest part was getting to like be near the uh, exit where all the guys were leaving like the yeah, locker room right outside the locker room we're just like standing right there and they're all coming out and like they're you know 
whatever their travel clothes and we just were just saying hey great game great game and you know like we walked by all these people standing in line like they brought us down to like a gated area you know where we were probably going to stand like 20 feet away from all of them to like wave at them as they went by to get on their bus but then they were like mike you can come back and then and they came back again and they were like hey everybody can come back and we we're like what and we just stood there and it's like star after star came out and they all were like talking to canoes and seeing Ovi's reaction when he saw him and backstrom and Obi. it was just yeah Obi was the first one to come out and he comes around the corner like the way we were situated right outside the door you could see kind of there's like a hallway that goes back to where the lockers are so you can see that there's people around them but you can't really see who's who it is and what they're doing but Ovi comes around the corner in a suit and he sees Canoe and he goes Canoes what's up big boy and he just like starts laughing <laughs> and yelling and chatting like hugging Canoes and chatting with him and they, I think Obi stood there for like 10 minutes just hey, chatting with Canoe, yep. catching up and yep. you know talking about all sorts so of stuff weird. Like Kanuba was giving him a hard time for his weight and and for for all the beers he drank this summer and you know asking about the baby and everything like oh it was we were kind of like flies on the wall or what actually like how hockey players actually talk to each other and uh, just to get to see them in kind of a more natural element and a more like relaxed environment than you see when they're talking to a television camera or even like, at the like, casino, night. casino night right yeah exactly yeah. they're, when they're always is, the bar, right when Ovi yeah. is talking with his bros like Knubel is it like full volume is it the full ov still no i feel like it was a normal like he talked like a normal person and i think not that we shouldn't put hockey players on pedestals because they are humans but he just like it was like you're talking to an old friend you know and i think that made him more real you know like not that i ever thought he wasn't a real person but to see him just kind of interact like a normal person made him be like hey you are normal and like i might get (laughs) mad at you for missing you know a slap shot you should always get in the goal but (laughs) Like, uh, I know you get paid millions of dollars, but, you know, it just made him seem more human, I guess. Um, He was talking about... He, he was talking about like having a baby at home and not getting any sleep like that's yeah. a normal thing that people with babies go through and you're like he's just and talk about <laughs> I'm just, yeah. look I'm just thinking like it's weird to know that Ovi's not like a loud talker yeah no he talked normally no. and I think there were there were times when they were talking about things that they didn't want people to overhear so they were talking kind of quietly but for the most part it was just like he's just a normal guy like he came around the corner and he was in like full Ovi mode right like boisterous and loud and excitable but you know once once he kind of got over the initial excitement of seeing Knubel he he down they just chatted and the same the, the the weirder one for me was backstrom because he's got that reputation for being like shy and awkward especially when he's on camera being interviewed and it hit things like casino night with fans but when he's talking with canoe he's like the n- most normal guy mm-hmm. like you've ever heard his <laughs> english is great obviously and so you know these guys that come in like they do they do media interviews like they don't really know the language and they're not comfortable talking but get them talking with an old with an old like an old uh line mate. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're you know it's totally natural and, and they're just kind of shooting the breeze and, and have a good time it's, it's really well, fun to just kind of be a final situation i think that's probably one of the few situations that they're ever in in their job where they don't have to think about what they say before they say it yeah exactly. yeah yeah okay so the arena in detroit i now have learned is kind of modeled after bell center in montreal it was it terrifying going into those gondolas to sit up there um, i'm not it, scared of heights amy is i am yeah i'm not really scared of heights so it wasn't a big deal for me it was weird because i've never seen anything like that so for folks who don't know like the the press box and these what they call gondolas which are they're laid out just like a press box but it's for fans or or other groups it's just kind of like a table against the glass with chairs behind it but they're suspended out over the seats so in the in in 
Capital One Arena, the press box is like behind the last row of seats and above it. But these ones are actually, there's like, you can, if you go down the tunnel the way we did to the, to where the seats are and you look to the left, you see people seated, like sitting there against a wall. And then you turn to the right and you see over the edge, the rink, uh, the, the ice sheet. And so you're actually literally like hanging above the seats and the main bowl, which is like, I'm not an engineer to any degree. And so for me to like, imagine how that was built, <laughs> it was just like fascinating. But, if but you don't and turn there's around, something you're not similar to that in Madison Square Garden too now, where they and they ha- and it wraps around the arena, like oh. across the top. Like there's basically a ring that is suspended. I don't know yeah. how that you can sit in, like out above and over the highest seating in the arena. Yeah. So if I went there a couple years ago with the road crew, new. and mm, well, I was it's a couple years old at least because it was so there when I went with the road crew a couple years ago. If it's not original construction, does that mean it's movable? And my next question is, is the one in Detroit movable? And if so, is that does that make it more or less terrifying? I assumed it was a permanent structure. Okay. It, I, I mean, it's, like- pretty, it, it's pretty sizable. Like, there's enough room. They have a hallway that you walk down. And there's, you know, enough room on the front side of the hallway for basically press box area that has like on the front edge, it has the table and that's chairs, a little walkway and then another table where they have like snacks and drinks and stuff. They would set out for people who might have them there. So I mean, it's a pretty, pretty large area. I can't imagine it being like mobile. Like, if it's some, mobile, like, I'm really terrified to have been up there. <laughs> I'm imagining like hanging from the catwalk at capital one arena so no. i'm kind of like so i'm not i'm sure i'm not even imagining it correctly i'm imagining it in the most terrifying way possible well see and i was and i i feel bad for not having paid attention because i went with the road crew to little caesar's arena last year and actually was so mesmerized by the ceiling of the arena itself that i didn't really pay attention to anything else when i looked up yeah the ceiling um, is really cool and what is on the ceiling like why the is ceiling it cool? is like lighted tiles is the best way i can describe yeah, it's it it's like lit with a ton of leds so it's all red i don't think i looked up i really don't think i looked up when i was there i can i have some pictures of i have some pictures of the ceiling and we can put them in our in our twitter jewel so that folks can see what i'm talking about and they i think the and the led lights are such that when they do the national anthem they light them up in a flag pattern on the ceiling nice. if i remember correctly which looks really cool yeah um, um, yeah one of the one of the guys memorized that- by that Either Mike or Kelly was saying that they actually when we got there after the anthem, I think, didn't we? Yeah, we. But they've got so. they've got like all the retired numbers and stuff from the Pistons and and uh, and the Red Wings oh, yeah, they, hanging. They, they pull them up. They actually right? like retract, yeah, they retract into oh. the ceiling. It's awesome. So would you would you do it again if you had the opportunity? Like, is, was it worth uh, your money? Would you pay to have the experience yeah, a second time? Totally. It was totally worth it. I I joked that we should get together every year with them when we were leaving, and they they gave the uh, you know the the oh, of course guys you know kind of, <laughs> no, they, they they legit seemed genuine you know it was uh, yeah they they really did and so either they're really good at acting which could be the case for both of them or they were just genuinely like you know they, I feel like they they enjoyed their time we had a good time you know there and um, yeah really I would I I, I would definitely pay for that again oh you guys met a broadcasting legend when you were out there too didn't you we did yeah so so mike was kind of in and out of the gondola that we were in you know a couple times throughout the game and like he had his son there so like they went got drinks and snacks and stuff and came back and so like we never we weren't really paying attention coming and going but he came back in and then this guy walked past behind me who hadn't been in in the 
little booth area before, and I was like, that kind of looked like Mike Emmerich. It couldn't have been Mike Emmerich, because if he's here, he's calling the game. Yeah. So he, he went down and sat down like kind of far end of the row we were on, and then a minute later, Knubel came over. He was like, hey, you guys want to meet Doc Emmerich? We were like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, walked, wow. we walked down to where he was, and he was sitting in one of the empty seats talking to Kelly, who that's kind of catching up, right? Because Mike Emmerich knows everyone, and yeah, sure. Kelly is related to like ten other NHL players, including Ryan Miller. They're cousins, I think. How, I was just to say, how are they related? Yeah, I think they're cousins. But he, he's mm-hmm. got a bunch of brothers who played, and some other cousins who play now. And so, so Mike was just like asking about his brother and about his family, and and they were just kind of catching up. And we're just standing there, kind of like we did later in the lock outside the locker room, like just kind of a fly on the wall until there was an opening for Mike to introduce us. And the <laughs> the funny thing is, that everyone Mike introduced us to, he prefaced it with, "Do you?" Remember Remember those guys who used to dress up like knights and cheer for me? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, these are those guys. And so we're like, hey. So he did that to Mike Emmerich. <laughs> so Emmerich is like, what did uh, Emmerich say? Well, so so Knubel was like, uh, you might you might have seen these guys. You might not have because you were in and out so much. But these guys used to dress up and cheer for me. And Emmerich was like, yeah, man, I think I might have seen them. Like, totally, I don't think he remembered at all. But like, That's pretending a real like, totally, for you, he totally remembered. Yeah, yeah. he's real proud. Yeah, real pro. But uh, but yeah, we got to chat with him for a few minutes. My my wife's family is from Hershey, and Mike's Mike Emmerich has some connections there. He's kind of a big supporter of the Bears club over many years, and so I got to chat with him a little bit about that and just the family connection there. And um, he's another super nice guy. Like meet these guys down to earth. I guess he was there just to watch the game. Like he, he was yeah. off that night and, and in town, so he just came and watched the game. And I don't know how Knubel found out he was there, but he went and got him. Just hadn't hadn't come drop by and say hi. So yeah, it was really fun to get to chat with him for a few minutes too. And his voice, by the way exactly the same exactly the same like, really he, he turns knowledge. it he obviously turns kind of like walton like he turns it up when he's calling in the game but he's not putting on the voice other than just turning it up a little bit he, he oh, sounds god like love him normal conversation that's really awesome so that was that so was, you got that to was see cool. the red wings locker room yeah that was super awkward Oh yeah, who was a? Uh, I'm sorry, I know the 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 Pittsburgh coach, former Pittsburgh Miles coach. Miles. Miles yeah, and he's and like for for him giving us a hard time, he seemed like a pretty nice guy. I don't know if I could say that on the podcast and not be shunned, yeah. but I mean like yeah. he, he was, you know, he was he was ribbing us and stuff uh, for you know for having the Caps jerseys inside the Red Wings uh, <laughs> locker room. But um, no, nah, I mean it, you just see all these people on TV, right? Or you hear them, and you're like whoa you're not real people and they are and it just that, that once again just made everybody human again you know for a second and uh yeah being in that locker room granted you know this wasn't this wasn't joe's you know where they won all their family cups and stuff but still just the history of the people who've played for the red wings you know just is a, it's immense like standing in there you're like whoa this is pretty uh it's like hockey you know i mean are, were they the original hockey town they might know that yeah yeah so yeah and they've know. got it they certainly got their their locker rooms totally decked out and stuff like like ryan's talking about like photos portraits of like the legends and big cutouts of the stanley cup for all the years they won it hanging up at the front of the locker room right above their video board um just to remind them you, you walk in it's like super intimidating because there's a lot of history in that room even though it's you know, obviously a new arena but still a lot of history has transferred into that room that's it's a school to be in there unfortunately we went in later like we went to the caps locker room first and so by the time we got to the red wings locker room most of the players were gone so it was mostly family and stuff but like people like Bilesma came in and you know said hi to mike and gave us a hard time for being in there <laughs> decked up caps gear like a bunch of idiots did, um did uh mike something most people guys see. to Bilesma that way no no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah then we, then we went up yeah so we saw the family the family area 
which oversees a uh, practice rink in in the arena, which was which is crazy because you're like, oh hey, there's a main hockey rink. Oh, but then there's also this hidden hockey rink somewhere else. I, I don't know what else they I mean, they might have might it might revert to a basketball court too. I would imagine it does. But you know, we we walk in there and Mike can, can go in obviously because he's an alum. But like we're like in there, and that was super awkward because not only <laughs> are we wearing caps gear, but we're with like family members of players, and they're yeah. like looking at us like, "Who are you?" And we're like, "Hi, don't mind." And we like sit with our arms crossed the whole time, like just know that we're co- wearing red. And trying to cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally it's when Ryan says family, it's literally players' wives and kids. Yeah, and yeah. then occasionally players walking in and out, like to say hi to their families, especially after the game, like the players are coming in and out. That, that, and we're that just two idiots awkward. standing there and yeah. like head to toe caps gear. Like trying not to get noticed. <laughs> right, right. Trying to blend in with the walls. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So that was so, that was pretty funny. Nathan, you wrote an awesome article that was posted on Russian Machine about this experience. Is there anything that you had to cut out of that article that you can tell us now? I'm trying to think. There were things I cut out of the article or didn't put in. Anything that's a little more blue than maybe it's published on Russian Machine. <laughs> We can uh, swear here. We're not they a family. Get, they operation. get a. They have an allowance of swears. I think. No, I mean everyone. Like everyone ran into was super nice mm-hmm. and super cordial. Yeah. And like Mike brought his son and Kelly brought his daughter, and so it was kind of like a family affair. And we just like hang out and had a good time. Like there were stuff. There's stuff I think we overheard outside the locker room that I would never tell anyone, <laughs> um, <laughs> just because like it's. It was very obviously not for public dissemination, but which is part of what made it so fun was like we got to hear stuff that we probably shouldn't have heard. But in terms of like crazy stuff that happened, it wasn't crazy other than we got to do stuff we should not have been allowed to do. Yeah. In terms of access to players and stuff. But everyone was super nice. Like all the players that, that stopped and chatted with us for a minute were super nice. Mm-hmm. They, even the ones who actually did remember who we were uh, <laughs> and have seen us. Like we've been around at some of this stuff. Like we kind of stand out at things like Casino Night because of our, our suits. But I think it's one of those things where maybe do these guys see us and think like, oh no, it's those guys? Not those um, guys again. But if That's they noticed and, and felt awkward, they didn't show it at all. Everyone was super welcoming. That's what I think when I see you guys at the bar. Oh, Not uh-oh. these guys again. It's okay. It's mutual. <laughs> then, I'm like, then I'm like, oh shit, now we're going to have to do shots. Yes. That's, yes, you I are. mean, that is the requisite. Do we want to, is there anything else, Julie, that you wanted to ask? I think I covered all of my rabbit hole questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we want to get into our, our follow-ups from the last episode? Yeah, I was just going to say, let's let's hit the outline. So, last episode, we talked about how we didn't know if Jory Laterra had actually been playing for the Flyers, given the fact that he was, uh, you know, actually under investigation for buying cocaine. Uh, running a cocaine ring out no, of... No, he's, he's under investigation for the purchase of it, but the cocaine was actually being sold out of his beach house or lake cabin or whatever the fuck in Finland. Yes, a property of his. Which he right. initially said he didn't know anything about, but now they're like, actually, we know you bought drugs. So the night that the Caps played the Flyers, he was a healthy scratch, and I was like, ha-ha. But he has played since then, and I just have a question, which is how? I mean, he, until they arrest him, him. Right? Give him a discount to other people for the cocaine? <laughs> like... Like, you're literally under investigation for selling drugs and you're still allowed to play hockey? I mean, unless he's been tested positive, they can't, I mean, I I, I don't know if there's anything in the, in in the, 
player's agreement that says you can't play while you're under investigation, i.e. Patrick Kane, i.e. whatever. Should that until that he gets arrested? Maybe I should have saved that for what's the message, Gary? I mean, well, is, is being accused isn't it you know innocent until proven guilty, right? So right, I was gonna say until they you know either charge him with something oh, or man. or he tests positive for something. I don't think there's anything in in the ag- players' agreement that they can use to say no, you can't play. Well, let's let's, let's flip it around. Let's say let's say it's it's Tom Wilson. <laughs> What do you do? You say he plays, Julie? If he's yep. if being he, investigated for drugs, he, probably not. Is this where we oh, make if, a dirty if, hit if, joke? If Tom Wilson's being <laughs> investigated for drugs, Tom Wilson's already suspended. This is Tom Wilson we're talking about here. Okay, that's fair. Bad, bad, bad example there. Um, I mean, I guess uh, who 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 is? Uh, I don't I don't know this Flyers player. I just think, he I just think it's, who is I the who is the most likely capital to be trafficking drugs? Ooh, now there's now that I, I feel like we should save that for next episode because that, that's a lead-in, right? While well, I get yeah. my slander lawyer on the phone, yeah. right? No, I was gonna say uh, the most likely. I mean, Madison Bowie has had you know a history with some gateway drugs. Hitting the bong, hitting the bong. That's legal in DC, so. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't when he got his hands slapped. Well, he for was it. also not in DC either. Mm. So. But yeah, again, he still played, right? He wasn't <laughs> suspended or anything else. He didn't even get in trouble that I know of, that we know of. I mean, I'm sure somebody oh, so had, he got his had a stern slapped. talking to. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's how he's still playing. I just think it's weird, guys. I think it's it is weird, sketchy. but I mean, I mean, also fit. he's not a very good player, so I true. But then again, no, nobody on the Flyers is. So also true. I mean, they, right now they our other follow up is we talked pretty extensively about the last men in voting. They announced that it would be Skinner, Landeskog, Drysital, and Chris Letang. Boo! I mean, just boo for the last one. I think the others are good choices. Yeah, the others, the others. I was voting for two of the others, so I know you're sad that your side piece didn't make it. But I know he'll go on vacation to Mexico and run around with his shirt off for a week. So who cares? As long as he uses his Instagram, I'll be fine. Actually, another note on the All-Star game that I did not put in here, speaking of last minute voting, in the Metro Division, as we mentioned, I was voting for, I'm splitting my votes between Nick Backstrom and Kyle Palmieri. And I think I mentioned that I kind of expected that if Taylor Hall didn't come back from IR, Kyle Palmieri would end up going, which and is the case in the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nick Backstrom's not going, but Kyle Palmieri is, so I got so Sort of what I wanted. We have John Carlson and Braden Hopi going. He'll wear funny hats and I'll yell at him. I hate those hats every day. Gotta keep it weird. Gotta keep it weird. Oh, that's right. That was something else you learned in Detroit. That you've got to keep it weird. He's good at keeping it weird. I don't know if I like that, but he's good at keeping it weird. In general news, Rick Nash retired. Uh, yeah, so because CTE is a thing and that affects your brain and then you have to quit playing hockey. But what's the message, Gary? I can't stop. I can't stop. I know. I was supposed to have a New Jersey Devils and a Metro Riveters doubleheader. The Devils game was fun because we got up, our seats got upgraded during the second period and we got to go sit in the member seats in the lower bowl, which was pretty sweet, even though the Devils lost. But the Riveters game got canceled. The only good thing that came out of this was that my friend Jarka made a sign that said birthday list, road trip to New Jersey, tickets to Riveters game, 
Puck from Haley Scarupa because they were playing the um, Boston Pride. And we tweeted it out and tagged Haley Scarupa in it. And Haley Scarupa actually DM'd Jarka about it. So that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And it so was a very cool DM. I saw it. The Riveters and the Pride, but Jarka's probably still going to get her puck from Haley Scarupa. Nice. Because she are made in Maryland, right? We had another fun news item that listener Mai passed on to me because she read it in a Norwegian paper, which was that Matt Zuccarello... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Just that you have tip- tipsters for Norwegian newspapers. I know. And my was, my was like, I'm going to tell you this because I haven't seen it anywhere else, but I read it in this Norwegian newspaper because she's Norwegian. Nice. Zuccarello doma- donated uh, 25 full sets of hockey equipment to kids in Norway via the Zuccarello Foundation in conjunction with the NHLPA's Goals and Dreams Foundation. Foundation, pro- program, something like that. Nice. Yeah, so even though we don't like him much as a player, he seems to be a really neat guy. Still human, And he's got the best ass in the league. Did you you guys vote on that? that, That's just Julie's opinion is usually, like, the the word. If Julie says it, it is so. I've done a lot of research. So so Julie's opinion is like the bird. (laughs) (laughs) I've done a lot of, like, scientific research went into this. I know that people will say it's Sidney Crosby, but no, no. No, I would no, not say what? either one, that's but gross. okay. Look, that's gross. We need to keep this, we need to keep this PG. Oh, this was a PG podcast, and you're saying stuff like that. Again, you yeah. met us. You We're, know better. We got a question later that's going to derail the life of existence. Um, we have one item in our What's the Message, Gary section. Did you guys see the hit? I don't want to hit the quote-unquote stick. stick Ryan Johansson delivered uh, to Mark Shifley. I did. Uh, I don't I know didn't. if the boys did. So, so, so tell me about it. So they were battling for the puck along the boards, and Shifley gets the puck, and he scoots it away. And for whatever reason, because it doesn't seem like the logical thing any other hockey player would do, Johansson brings his stick up and over. Now, With I know both of his players, hands. Hockey players bring their sticks up and over a lot when they're doing battles along the boards, but the puck is gone. There's there's no logical reason for it to come up and over at that point. Both hands up and over straight down on Shifley's neck. Mm. It looks insane. If you can find the video of this, we posted the video of this on the Twitter. It's it he looks like a psycho. It's it like I And sat he got suspended what? Two games. Two games? Yeah. Two games. For what looks like, I mean, like, uh, the only word for it is assault. It looks crazy. And to your previous point, if that had been Tom Wilson, it would have been at least 10. Tom Wilson would have gotten kicked out of the league if Tom Wilson did that. But you don't have to worry about Tom Wilson doing that because Tom Wilson's not a psycho. Like, Tom Wilson makes stupid hits, but holy shit. Yeah, this looks like he was, like, especially the way he had gripped it, like, with both of his hands, like, he was, like, like he was meaning to do it. Yeah. It's wild. It's It's fucking crazy did he say something in a matter of there can only be one highlander it looks like that it looks <laughs> like that it's, it's two-handed true. overhand sword squeak sword swing holy shit it's it's insane it looks insane and i saw someone else analyzing it the initial point of contact is the head so the blade of the stick toward the uh or the the shaft of the stick toward the blade actually hits shifley in the head first and then the rest of the stick hits him in the neck. highlander it's highlander wild. He, he's, they're both Highlanders. 
He was trying to end it there, and he didn't get it done. And then he went to jail for it. There you um, go. Lowlights. We have Brad Marchand, who's always a low light and a low life, backing down from a fight with Lars Eller and then saying, oh, well, he only plays like 12 minutes a night, and I paid to play 20. I.e., he's not worth his time, but actually, they're pretty comparable in terms of time on ice. And also, that's just I a chicken shit. In the shins. That's just a chicken shit thing to say because he did a chicken shit thing. He only like, punches people who are in vulnerable positions, i.e. actually trying to play hockey. Well, also, he's so little that he can only hit people who are in vulnerable positions. I'm going to kick him in the shins one day. I would like to be there for that. So while we we're can here sell the, tickets. While we're here in the lowlights. Yes. The Washington Capitals have won three of 11 games since Brooks Orpik returned from injury. And I'm not saying that Brooks Orpik's the problem, but I am saying that there's a chance that they might want to try benching him. I mean, he got his... Who was it that said... I think maybe it was Pete on the Russian Machine podcast that I listened to this morning, said he's gotten his first bonus. He's played his 20 games. He reached his thousandth game. He got his bonus. They can start benching him a little. Like, come on, guys. It's not all on Brooks Orpik. We had games. Oh, it's all on lots of people. Mm. Brooks Orpik has more even strength goals than you have Kenny Kuznetsov. Yes, and I think that's the reason why we had our Blood Wolf Supermoon. But that's just my personal opinion. But I did mention to to Chris, my my seatmate at the games, when we we lost the other night at home, I said, maybe if I have the time and somebody beat me to it, because I've been very busy lately, I'm going to check in and see... How many games we've won since Brooks Orpik has been back? And now that I know, it's been three of 11. I did the um, math. Yeah. Nathan, what, what one thing would you change that you think would help the Caps at this point, if anything? is Can we help the Caps? Are they beyond helping? I think it's playing more of a Siegenthaler. Are you saying that to fuck with me? I figured I'd have a, a receptive audience. <laughs> <laughs> we don't I care said if we should ask Ryan first. We, we don't we don't care if you tell the truth. I don't um, think playing Siegenthaler more is necessarily a bad thing. No, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing either. No, I mean to to, to be serious. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the one they're paying a lot of money to figure this out. <laughs> I think they need to get up in there and fix it. That's what they need to do. They need to fix it. Fix it. it. Fix, oh, it. fix it. Ryan, how do you fix it? Well, clearly you guys want to come to me for hockey advice. So I do. I want to know everyone's opinion on how to fix it. Everybody on Twitter's got one. Why not you? Well, I think um, I think if I understand the basics of hockey pretty well, you need to score more goals than the other team. So uh, <laughs> play play better defense and score more goals. Yep, that'll probably do it. I, look, how- this is this is how. What last year we had this a similar slump. Maybe this year's a little worse than it was last year. Is that fair statement? Yeah, that's that's oh, accurate. Okay, so we won the Stanley Cup last year. I mean, let the guys play. Who knows? Like, they might need to have some adversity here. I don't think no. being the best team in the Metropolitan Division is necessarily a good thing. Um, I feel like we've we've been there and we've seen how that that's ended. I think we need to earn our way into the into the playoffs. So if we can't if we can't sweat get some sweat equity, you know, into it and and put 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 a little pressure on us, then I don't know. I mean, from pressure we get diamonds. Am I right? Yeah. No, totally. And they did. They had their players only meeting. Well, they had sort of two. And then they had one today. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, although that. The Devils had one, and that didn't help. Well, look, 
not to bring up the devils, but the devils had their come to Jesus meeting and I don't want to say it helped them, but I'm not going to say it didn't help them because they put a hell of a lot of shots on John Gibson Saturday and just got fucked by good goaltending, which is irritating because John Gibson's not that good a goaltender, goddammit. He's pretty much the, like, prime Vezina candidate so far this season, though. Ugh, that means everybody's playing like shit. Well, in the West, a lot of them are. See? This week in hockey was so bad, we have one highlight. One fucking highlight. And it's because Tom Wilson punched a domestic abuser in the face. Yeah. Normally we don't condone Tom Wilson punching people, but if you're going to punch a domestic abuser... It's the battle of the suspendees. (laughs) Look, at least Tom's was for hockey reasons and not for being a shitty human being reasons. Two men enter, two men leave suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Two men wearing suspenders. Nice. Well, you know. <laughs> I'd look at Tom Wilson in suspenders. Well, if that was all he was wearing. Lights, isn't it? Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. Under Thylites, we didn't have anything on this um, outline until this afternoon when I went in and looked at it and said, does the pile on at today's practice count? That was really something, wasn't it? Sometimes you just need to squash your comrades. Apparently. So, yeah, and I did notice, I, I couldn't quite tell, like, what the order of the pile was, like, who was on the bottom and who was Yashkin on the middle and who was, was on the, the top. Bottom. Okay, and then who was on top of him? Yeah, it was Yashkin and Dima and Kuzi. Okay, so it was Dima that, while on top of Yashkin, made a motion with his hand on his stick as though he were jerking it off. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Because Dima, I swear, his favorite song is My Neck, My Back. It must be. It must be. It must be on a loop, like in a Bose stereo system in their big McMansion, wherever the heck they live. With all their stolen street signs in the basement. Yeah, well, you've got to put you those up no, so that you know the puck can bounce off of them. You know what we do for highlights when we have guests on? Oh, that's true. Is Welcome, Ryan and Nathan, to the highlights portion of the, of the program. Where is who is your hockey boyfriend and why? Doesn't have to be a capital, just has to be hot. Mm. And he can be your boyfriend not only, you know, he doesn't have to be hot. You can just find him attractive in some way. Whether okay. like uh, Brian, we've had Brian Lindsay, take PK to Bam because of how good with charity he was. Brian went for Subban because he's charitable and fashionable and incredibly sexy. Really added that last part, but the first mm-hmm. two are what Brian said. I have to think about that for a second. But Ooh, I might have to fight. I might have to fight Brian for PK. No fighting. Oh, enough PK to go around. Yeah, I share my <laughs> hockey boyfriend with many. I don't. I mean, PK Nobody seems like he is. would be fun to hang out with, right? Like he's he's a cool guy. I Ooh, PK. I feel like if I spent more than ten minutes with PK, I would be exhausted and maybe want to punch him. <laughs> Does he have that's to be plain still? That's the difference between still. me and Julie. Like, that, I just know I get silly with him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rod Langway then. Telling he you seems the, like he's delightful. The 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 hat and the jeans at every event that he's always at wearing the same clothes. I just well, and the sweater, the sweater yeah, cracks just, me up. Yeah, I just I love dip. I love that I love that he just he's him, and the fact that he it's was a secretary. very like 
He's the Mr. Rogers of the Washington Capitals. I'm like, so he's got his little it's uniform. It's like a cartoon where they just have a, cl- uh, a closet full of the same clothes. Mm-hmm. So but now yes. we move on to our favorite uh, segment. Brian asks, why are the devils bad? <sighs> <laughs> so Brian says, the devils are clearly in the tank this season, even though they, even though they don't want to admit it. Their two highest value trade pieces happen to be your two favorite players. Question one, do they move Keith or JoJo at the deadline? Not that Keith is worth much anymore. I think they can try to move Keith, but I don't think they can. I think Keith is the only goalie they could, they have that they could get anything for. Mm. I They're never going to move Corey. No, they'll never be able to get rid of Corey. His contract sucks too much and he hasn't won a game in over a year. Blackwood, they're clearly looking at making Blackwood their starter. As far as trading JoJo, I can see how that would be an option, but I don't think they would because he's one of very few players that actually produce anything for them. Like, he might not be scoring goals or putting up points, but he's creating a lot of the chances that they get. And quarterbacking their entire second power play unit. Even though with Hall and some of the other guys that have been out, he could have moved up to the first power play unit. They leave him on the second one because it's otherwise, they might as well not even exist. So, like, yeah... It's an option, and a lot of people keep bringing it up. It's gotten brought up to me a great deal. Especially, weirdly, keeps coming up a lot in conjunction with Burakovsky. Because that's a comparable trade in any way, shape, or form. Mm. But I have, I, I've put a lot of thought into, like, if that trade would work. But the thing is... They don't play the same position. Right. The Capitals don't need another left wing. No. The Devils don't need someone who is as inconsistent as Burakovsky. They already have that problem. So it's just... Well, but there's... And you know, I'm just going to throw some Devil's Advocate shit in there. Oh, sure. There's, there's always the There's always the theory that for somebody like Burakovsky, a change of scenery will change his game. Right. I would, and with would some... I love for him to get traded somewhere and be great? Sure. Yeah, and like I said, and with some players, that works. But I don't know if the Devils want to take that chance based on what you just said. They already have enough reclamation projects. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I went through it. I was like, okay, here, the ideal is, okay, we trade, we swap, swap Burakovsky for Marcus Johansson. In my dream scenario here, right? No, we'll save that one because we got a question about best trade scenarios coming up anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, Brian's other question is, why didn't you listen when I told you they were only going to hurt you? And the answer to that is, as Brian has heard me say many times, the dick wants what it wants, Brian. Let me live my life. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Brian asks, why are the devils bad? We just don't know anymore. Literally everything. <laughs> Our listener questions. The first one is from Reshley, who's just out here to be a troll, who said, who will be awarded the Conn Smythe after the Avs win the cup? Um, I know Lindsay responded to this with a gif of Gabe Landeskog, but I'm going to go against that, and I'm going to say Nate McKinnon. And then my he, heart, He'd be my pick, too. My heart is going to go even farther and say Philip Grubauer. Oh, I miss Gruby. Yep. Yep. <sighs> You know, if Groovy had played those back-to-backs, we would have won at least one of them. But that is neither here nor there. I don't Zombie know who's worse. Asks, 
best trade scenarios. And I came back to her and said, uh, I asked for clarification on this, which was, do you mean like likely ones or like dream trade scenarios? And she has clarified, please assume this and all future questions are not grounded in reality whatsoever. So what, what would your like best trade scenarios be? Oh, geez. Well, I definitely want to get best trade scenarios, whether they would happen like in the real world or not. Like, I get rid of Berkey and Bowie and bring in. Who are you mad at Bowie right now, aren't you? I am. Well, he just he's fucked up one too, one too many times. He needs to go with Aaron and just sit somewhere. <laughs> I get rid of Berkey and Bowie and and bring my side piece here. I give us some Tyler Sagan. Not that we need him. We don't need centers. That's sure. The thing. We need centers, right? And Tyler's not like Jamie, who switches over to left wing because Jamie Benn's technically a center. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't. Well, I guess the third line would need a center, but he's making way too much for us to put him on the third line. Although we could put Koozie down there and and put Eller on the fourth line. What are you doing? See, that know. doesn't work. Do you see how these things don't work? I know these things don't work. It's nice to say, hey, I'd like to have so-and-so come play on the team. And then you think about, like, what position they play. Then you, like, get deep in it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have some that make any sense? You would be the most handsome team in the chill. I want to hear hear Nathan and Ryan's best trade scenarios. Ryan, well, yeah, Ryan, you go first. Yeah, it'll be be real short. Uh, Bring back Troy Brower, and that's all I got. Well, if we're bringing back... Ryan just wants excuses to wear the spandex again. That's all. That's true. It was a good good outfit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to be such a good outfit two kids later. Hey, man. I still got it. I'm I'm Orange Theory. I'm Orange Theory. I got this. Oh, my. He's not the one who gave birth to him. He's yeah, the but there's a the he put on a hips. he put on a lot of sympathy weight. Come on, we can get back into fighting shape. I want to see that documentary. Back in the spandex. Lots of montages. <laughs> I like it. It's like uh, have you guys? There's a my wife really likes the uh, uh, hamster the Kia hamster commercials. Oh yes, yes. And uh, the I'm here for the applause one. That's that's what it would be like. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen it for a while, you should watch it. I'll have to look that one up because I think you I remember up. it, but I'm not it's, sure. You'll 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 completely agree once you see it. All right, Nathan, do you have any dream trade scenarios or I even realistic another, trade scenarios? I want another Kempney trade. I don't know who it's going to be, but I want another late season. Another like event. diamond in the rough. Yeah, that everyone's going to be like, who? Who would? Who would, who and would then leave? it's going to be like that guy. Um, I got. I mean, it's well, we got Kempney for picks. Uh, yeah, but we're a little cash-strapped right now. I mean... We got Kempney for picks. We have a defenseman who doesn't have to clear waivers. But we and other also, defensemen who could be considered... We also have some forwards that are somewhat expendable. We trade Brooks Orpik to the Avalanche again? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shit, we don't want that. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who I would be interested in as a reclamation project this season. Since we're not... No, it's not a defenseman. But if we traded Berkey, Berkey need look. I think Berkey needs to go because I think he needs to try it somewhere else. He needs to go upstate to a farm where he can be with others of his kind. <laughs> That's what I normally say about Orbic. Where where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm just saying. I. But you know what? He needs to find someone. So he needs to make sure that wherever he ends up, there's going to be somebody there who can teach him how to read. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go, let me go, let me go. I got this. Since there have been so many rumors about a trade between the Caps and the Stars, I'm going to go with Val Nachushkin, who hasn't been shit for Dallas this year, 
but he's Russian, mm-hmm. and the Caps love a reclamation project. And a Russian. And a Russian. And what position does he play? Is he a forward? He's a forward. And Berkey and Jamie Benn could learn to read together. Aww. That actually scares me. <laughs> because between their two voices, like, here's what's funny. Jamie Benn's this big hulk of a cow of a man and has a really soft, sort of really unassuming voice. And... Berkey's kind of got a tiny, unassuming body, and uh, and 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 he 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 speaks like he wants to be Schwarzenegger. So the two of them teaching each other to read, just hearing their voices in my head makes me giggle a little inside. <laughs> Are you okay? Our next question. <laughs> We're never gonna get through this. We're gonna die. Poor Nathan, and, poor Nathan and Ryan are like these women are. crazy crazy we're never doing this again well i mean we're ready to be invited back so (laughs) okay from sarah if berkey gets traded a where will he likely go and b who will build his ikea furniture for him (laughs) jamie ben well the good news is oh you think jamie ben can build ikea furniture oh well yes they have to teach but no there's no words on ikea directions That's I'm why sorry. you needed me Nathan to translate them for you. I, there no, are I, was, no words. I was making the same joke Amy was saying. No reading required. Yeah, there are no words well, on if, Ikea directions. If he goes to Jersey, at least JoJo's there to build his Ikea furniture for him. Oh, Cavs fans can't even build Ikea furniture. I can't believe they did that. Oh my god, when I saw that, I came home and I was like, Melanie. Melanie, you could have smoked them all. Nathan and Ryan, I don't know if you were... Because this was what, last season? It was. Two seasons ago. Really? Yes. On Swedish Heritage Night, they had one of like the interstitials during like at the beginning of intermission. They were like, "Here's a pair of people. Here's another pair of people. They each got an IKEA dresser. Let's see who can get it done it from, wasn't before even the end a dresser. of dresser. It was a Billy bookcase. Okay, let's see who can get it done before the end of intermission. And neither one of them could. I mean, I that's a pretty tight. That's a pretty tight time span. I For a eight, Billy bookcase, eighteen minutes. I could do it. And two people. Yeah. Do you have to do it? Was it all unpacked for you already? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, maybe. It's tight. Billy Bookcase has like four pieces. Come on, guys. I could do it. Melanie could do it in less than ten, I guarantee you. Melanie's an Ikea wizard. I've seen her in action. She is. She put my bed together. I don't know how. I helped. I did all the drawers. If Berkey goes to Jersey, JoJo will build his Ikea furniture, but his ultimate, the ultimate dad for dad collector Berkey is waiting for him in New Jersey. And that would be Brian Boyle? Brian Boyle. Mm-hmm. There's no. He'd get key. he'd get some tough love from Brian Boyle though. <laughs> he'd have to learn to read. Brian could teach him. I don't know. Our next question is also from Sarah, and this is where we get to the um, better halves baskets portion of the podcast. How does Siegenthaler's sausage taste? First of all, it's salami. <laughs> Second of all, it's still in the basket on my kitchen table because I haven't been home. So tell us, Julie. Well, first of all, I will start this story by saying Julie did not come to the game on Sunday? Monday? Monday. 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 Yeah, a week ago because she had the plague. And so I went by my lonesome and they started advertising the auction was open on hand bid for uh, the Better Has Baskets to raise money for the Monumental Foundation. So I went out to hand bid and did some perusing. And then went into the Slack and said, Julie, Jonas Siegenthaler's basket has autographed salami in it. (laughs) And that's all I said. And the Slack kind of went a little crazy. And then 
I don't want to say that Julie succumbed to peer pressure. Julie, you can mm. you can make your make your own case. No, it wasn't peer pressure. <laughs> but bidding closed on Wednesday after Friday. this second Friday. Friday. Oh, Jesus! It was a whole week of nonstop. <laughs> oh, and there were gifts involved and everything. And yeah, yes, Friday after the second period, the bidding ended and. Julie came home with Jonas Siegenthaler's basket with his autographed salami in it. So I'm not playing around out here. So so tell us of 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 your winnings. I've seen I've I've seen everything. But um, before we started recording, you mentioned that there were some surgical remover Ugh. removal of Beats headphones. Oh. One of the items in the basket, other than the like the salami, was the joke. But there's also like a team signed jersey in there and like a pair of Beats headphones. But not to insult Mr. Siegenthaler, but um, Mr. Siegenthaler, if you're nasty. Pro tip for future baskets, kids: take the fucking plastic off before you sign your shit. Well, especially I'm if it's things that people can use. In my goddamn kitchen, surgically removing flipping plastic from these Beats headphones, so I can get in the box to get them out to use them, because I'm not gonna leave a pair of Beats headphones sitting on my shelf and not use them. I have a headache. Was there anything else that, I mean, you're going to eat the salami, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to eat the salami. We? What's this we shit? Not you. Okay. I don't want to be forced to eat salami. Oh, you know what? Melanie probably can't eat it. She was talking about us, Julie. Julie was talking about us. Yeah, Yeah, you want to come over and eat salami? There's salami and cheese and crackers and wine. That was the plan. We talked about it before Amy got on the phone. There you go. Salami and crackers and cheese and wine and dog toys and a signed jersey and I don't remember what else. I think you got everything covered. You you said soda. the wine. Swedish soda. Swedish soda? No, Swiss. Swiss. Uh, oh, no, no. My favorite thing that happened. We're sitting in my kitchen going through this stuff and the cheese is Gruyere year cheese and uh, from Switzerland. Amy goes, I thought it was Swiss cheese. <laughs> And I said, Amy, once it's come from the country of Switzerland. It is Swiss. So. But see, the way it was listed in the <laughs> listing, it said autographed Swiss cheese. So I, fi- I, you know, my brain made the little Tom and Jerry Swiss cheese picture in my head. Sorry. Three years of better cheese anyway. That is true. I will agree to that. From Lindsay, what do you see GMBM doing by the trade bloodline? We're there. What do you see yep. GMBM doing by the trade deadline? Conventional cold tank wisdom is that Berkey is gone, but what's a reasonable return if the Caps want someone immediately good and not a prospect? P.S. Yes, I'm still aboard the Jesse Pulguyarvi train. I mean, that's not a bad train to be on. I don't hate that, but they are definitely like, they're like, no, we're definitely not trading him. So I don't know. Is he an oiler? Yes. Don't believe a damn word they say about who they're trading where. <laughs> Their GM what is, a, what's is a reasonable return for Andre Burkovsky at this point. Like I don't know how many goals does he score. Like how many points does he have right now? More than Kuzeta. Yes, yeah, that's true. More goals, not as many. <coughs> I don't know. I don't like know. I think more than more than picks or a prospect. Like I think a player for player trade can be done. But it just depends on what kind of player you know we're looking for. Anybody I mean, who can be more productive than him. Player. Sorry, Andre. Well, anybody, there's a large pool of players out there that are probably tradable that are more productive than he is. It's true. Do they fit? I don't know. But 
GMBM has done a pretty good job, a la the mention of Kempney before, of kind of finding those diamonds in the rough and saying, hey, and it's not just him, it's our scouting team and, you know, whoever else feeds him the information, you know, saying, hey, this guy's got X, Y, and Z qualities that A, we need, and B, look like, you know, they'll fit in place of X. Yeah. I mean, I I like the idea of having pulled you Yarvi here. I, I mean, like, I think that would fit. I think that would be a good I like boys with weird hockey names, so I'm all for it. <laughs> but, I mean, I honestly, I don't know. Um, the next question comes from Renee. Can we talk about how a portion of Cap's Twitter is fixated on hating everything Berkey does? We can talk about it. We kind of just did. I think did. that's the nature of Twitter, unfortunately. I understand the frustration, but this is two years now that Berkey's been this way. And he runs hot and cold. And he gets in his head and then we have this problem. And yeah, he's capable of doing great things, but it is what it is. So our next question, I'm going to give us a little brief musical interlude for a minute and just do, how do you solve a problem like Kuznet solve? How do you couch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find the word that means Kuznet solves? A flippity gibbet, a will of a wisp, a clown. Many a thing you know you'd like to tell him. Many a thing he ought to understand. But how do you make him stay and listen to all you say? How do you keep a wave upon the sand? Okay, that's our question. Wow. I had to pull up the lyrics. I, and I only changed his name. The rest fit. It really kind of did. That's impressive. <laughs> but yeah. Do you have a, does anybody have a real, does anybody on this call have a real answer before I get into fantasizing about this? No. And gentlemen, so just in case you haven't heard and you want to go into our back catalog, and this goes for the listeners too, um, for Christmas as a special treat, I did a rewrite of Santa Baby as Santa Gritty. So this was kind oh, of Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> Oh, it's Nate. my ringtone. It's my ringtone. <laughs> I hope not. I sincerely hope not. Hey, I can sing. I try. I mean, actually, I don't. When I try, I can. But anyway, so tell us how, how you solve the problem like Kuznetsov, Julie. Uh, very simply, Yevgeny Kuznetsov needs his mojo back. Mic drop, bitches! <laughs> I mean, I think, by the way, I want you to know, Julie. What? That apparently, without any prompting, Pam subscribes to the theory that Melanie's dog has taken all of Kuznetsov's energy from him since she named him oh Kuzi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Privately, and- yes, that is our theory, that he named the dog Kuzi and he stole all of Kuzi's, like, energy. Yeah, so Pam mentioned that she's like, maybe they need to change the name of their dog. And I was like, no, can't do that now. We talk about that extensively. Like every day, like every time Koozie has a shitty game, we talk about that. We're not changing the dog's name though, so maybe. <laughs> From Brian for Nathan and Ryan. You guys got absolutely swarmed at the 2015 Winter Classic. I was actually able to pull up a picture from said Winter Classic of me and the Brower Rangers. How was that experience and what was the craziest thing anyone has asked and anyone asked you to do that day? But I will amend that to what's the craziest thing anyone's asked you to do? Um, so there's these, these uh, two cool girls we know that asked us to be <laughs> on this podcast this one time. Super weird. Oh, wait. Uh, Zing. Zing. 
This is the high yeah. quality content we bring to you, people. Right. So I was, I was, I was racking my brain because I feel like there's, you know, like after you, after the first couple of pictures, you're like, hey, this is kind of <laughs> weird and funny. I think the two things that stick out for me was one, we signed some kids' jersey. I think it was when we were Brower Rangers, right, Nathan? Yes. Yes. Um, we signed some kids' jersey. As as Brower Rangers, we've actually put, probably put out maybe three autographs. I think. Well, so I yeah, think... we signed all the photos that we put included in our when we did oh, that fundraiser. Right, right. We included that, headshots and signed them all. So that was and that was pretty fun. But people have sought us out in person to sign things, or they felt bad for us or something and uh, asked for an autograph. So that was probably, I don't say weird, but funny. I don't know, maybe weird. Like adults and children? Like, I could see children yeah, asking you for both, autographs. Both. That's no, really, interesting. We've signed, we've signed one kid's thing and one adult's thing. And I was like, really? Sure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> then the other weird thing, we went to one away game as the Brower Rangers, which was really fun. And I would totally do that again. We went to Smash, Smash, Smashville. Smashville? Yeah? Yes. And we, we left the arena and as everybody knows who's been there it's like right on the Broadway. strip what yeah Broadway, right so we go out there and of course we're wearing our brow ranger outfits and like everybody's coming out of the bars and super drunk having a good time and some guy like uh lifted me up on his shoulders and took a picture before i could say like hey maybe not but it was <laughs> fine he, he did it and it was like i wasn't like I wasn't worried I was going to fall over. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was probably the weirdest picture I think we've taken. I wish someone would have grabbed it. But um, yeah, that was that was the weirdest picture we took, I think. Yeah, I don't think... Most people don't ask to touch your butt when you're wearing spandex. They just feel like it's a license to do it. So I've had my butt touched in spandex more times than I care to mention. But uh, like usually we're the one... Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people will walk by and they'll like, smack your butt or something. like Because, you know, it's there in spandex, so why not, right? Um, well, but... you guys, okay, let me theorize this for a second. You guys mainly wear your helmets most of the time when you're walking around in your spandex, correct? Well, that's, that's, I mean, I don't think that's a, a sore, a sore point, but, yeah. um, I, I feel like if, if, if we're going to characterize our personalities again, I was a visors up kind of guy. Nathan was visors down. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. But I'm thinking like from behind, some people might not know if you were men or women. Mm. Okay, but that doesn't make it okay. That, it's true. I'm just it's saying. Assault. It's still assault, guys. I know. I'm not making excuses. I'm just theorizing as to why this would happen. I'm going to scream. Who knows? I know. Who knows? Because it was both, it was both, it was both females and 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 males. So I feel like I feel like we were equally assaulted. So just like <laughs> with fam, Family Guy uh, attacks all sides of the angles, and whatever comes at it all the way. I feel like I don't feel like I was unfairly categorized. You know, like hey guys, I'm not a piece of meat, but it's okay because both both genders. You know, he's saying we were equal opportunity assaultees. Yes. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Jesus Christ on the cross. And you guys, did you guys make the broadcast from the Winter Classic? I think you did, didn't you? Yeah, we, we I don't know if it was the, yeah, but we, we got interviewed because we were on and, and I had my visor up because that was me. <laughs> and um, yep, and I was sit it? there silently with my visor down holding a sign. Right. So I just don't remember what it, I don't remember if it was like meteorology. It was a, just something. No, it, was, was a, it was Carol Maloney who was a, a sports reporter at NBC. 
the local NBC. Their pregame coverage, I think. So, would you characterize yourselves as like a pin and teller or like a Jay and Silent Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, I wouldn't say pin and teller because I don't feel like I'm like I'll definitely talk, but I'm not like I feel like if. If Nathan could craft what I said while I was talking, then it would be like Penn and Teller, but he he doesn't. So in that sense, Nathan's more witty um, when he's writing and stuff, and I'm just kind of more like in the spur of the moment kind of thing there. So we don't really You're definitely have, like, Jay and Silent Bob because Kevin's the Silent Bob witty writer. Okay, and Jay, I'm, I'm okay with that. I and, I, I and Jay is outgoing and has if he has a filter, it's very very thin. Yeah, <laughs> it's the filter. Of a marijuana uh, cigarette. Right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, one more winter classic question. You guys went home with stuff that day, didn't you? Did you get a stick? Something? Do I remember no. that correctly? No, in fact, our seat cushions were stolen while we were celebrating Brower's game-winning goal. Oh, no! no. Yeah, Mine is still sitting on the front seat of my car. Julie can attest to that. Uh, I ended up getting... Somebody. Ended, yeah, somebody ended up bringing us um, like to a game later because they heard that we didn't get ours so we ended up with him but it was a little disappointing to like, go down and cheer and like try to get Brower's attention as he was walking off and then walk up to our seats and find that oh our commemorative seat cushions are gone mm-hmm. but it was worth it even if we hadn't gotten them back it would have been worth it yeah yeah I agree alrighty we got this email from our friend Karen who often attends hockey games with her in-laws and um and or watches them on television with her in-laws she gets she gets some interesting questions. Her most infamous hockey comment is when she marveled at how huge goalie's legs were, and then they had to explain she, to now, her. She, her mother-in-law, not Karen. Yes. <laughs> mother, uh, Jerry, Karen's mother-in-law, marveled at how huge the goalie's legs were, and then had to have explained to her that they are wearing pads. Okay. She has also asked if players can wear false teeth during the games, which... Actually, kind of seems like a legit question. Like, are you allowed to wear false teeth? Would that be dangerous? Are there certain types that are incompatible with mouth guard? I feel like I feel like if false teeth are still teeth, so I feel like there would be no reason not to wear false teeth. But well, if the guy's got like a bridge or whatever, would he like pop it out before the game? Or like, why bother? I, I think would, that's a right. personal why choice. Why would you wear it? There's no reason to wear it. That's fair. You would no reason to wear it, but could you wear it? I don't think that they could say, no, you can't wear this, because what's the, what's the danger of fake teeth falling out versus real teeth? Nothing, except for the level of Dmitry Orlov's irritation, I think. Or are they more likely to break, though? Like, false teeth aren't um, going to be as strong as regular teeth. As far as I can tell, yeah, false ones are not as strong as regular teeth. Um, I believe I read where they were talking to Chandler Stevenson and his are not his real teeth. And he says they just crumble now. Ugh. Yeah, that's sounds, I mean, it probably hurts less, but it also sounds more gross. Yeah. Um, another question is if the puck goes into the net and comes out and someone puts it in again, does that count as two goals? Yes. I always used to think it should. <laughs> it should. That's an easy, that's an easy, easy answer. I oh, here, here, here's a fun one. Can the puck be up in the air when it crosses the line to enter the net, or does it have to be flat on the ice and slide across the line? Not a bad question. I mean, I, 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 I for one, applaud Karen's in-laws for caring enough to ask questions and to be there watching the games and trying to figure it out. I appreciate that. It, but can you imagine, though, if they did have to slide across the ice into the net? 
That'd that be that'd suck. be a, that would suck, but that would be like a interesting skills competition. No, it would be there. There would be no goals ever scored. <laughs> Gotta get it in that five hole. Goalies would have to do no because the goalie would just put their stick down in front of the five hole. And it... it would be like uh, Mark Andre Fleury trying to build his snow wall in the net when he got pulled last week. I do remember just from stories in the Slack that she also referred. Well, she thinks they hear players' names um, differently then we might hear them on the broadcast. And the one that I always remember, because I still call him this, is they think that there's a player that um, used to play for Detroit, or maybe still does, whose last name is Duck Soup. He does not still play, <laughs> but yeah. Big Marx Brothers fans? <laughs> maybe. What did they had her father-in-law called Siegenthal or something weird too, Julian. I can't remember what it was. Also, weirdly, we were at the game Friday night, and the two or three guys sitting behind me just kept yelling and cheering for Siegenthaler the whole game and it was like surreal. You First found of all, your people. Anyone in there even knew who he was because I feel alone. The guys behind me that night were like, who's number 34? And I turned around and said, Jonas Siegenthaler. So then there was another game where they didn't know who he was and I didn't have on my jersey and I was like, Amy, switch your seats. <laughs> um, uh, do they have hockey in China? Is one of the questions. <sighs> I'm sure they do. Almost, don't they, they have, have in hockey China? in Dubai. Aren't almost all NHL players from Canada? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. What percentage the league is? Watching hockey, the I score mean, is one to one. Percentage-wise, it probably is goal, almost all. If we'd scored another goal, we'd be winning, wouldn't we? Oh my god! That's how math works. After ten years of watching hockey, Karen's mother-in-law has asked, "What's that light up for? What's that light for behind the nets?" Oh my god. She's just noticed. I don't know how Karen, like, I don't know how Karen's head hasn't exploded, to be honest. Well, but let's let's be fair. Is that Karen's fault for not explaining that the first time? How has she not noticed it in the intervening ten years though? Like, I'm saying if Karen if Karen is that teacher, I blame I blame the teacher. I mean, can you blame a kid for not knowing how to do addition? Do players swear on the ice? <laughs> and and off. then this comes this comes with a side note. Of we broke it to her that not only do the players swear, but so do the refs. Why don't they put padding on the boards? Good question. Actually, that's actually not a bad question. I actually like this one that says, "Why aren't there women playing in the NHL?" That's discrimination. That's into a very that. good question. Into that. That's fair. That's one that I I keep coming back to a lot lately because I was googling for some reason I was trying to find Hillary Knight's stick flex, which had to do it had to do with. Johnny Gaudreau's stick flex only being like 70, 70 or something like that. And I was like, wait, I want to know what Hillary Knight's is because she's bigger than Johnny Gaudreau. And this led to me learning that the biggest NWHL contract in the league, the whole league, is $26,000 per year. So Yeah, when Julie told me that, I said, that was my starting salary when I taught high school straight out of college 25 years ago. So... Yeah, we're looking forward to getting more questions. Strange, a little strange, a little, little interesting hockey questions from um, from the in-laws, from Karen's in-laws. We do have a couple of things to mention next time. Um, the Caps are playing two games back to back. We have the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night, and then Toronto the game after that. Sharks have been playing like shit, and Carlson's out until after the break, so maybe we'll get lucky, but somehow... Oh, we have them on the second half of a back-to-back, too. They play tonight. Oh, they are playing? Oh. 
Well, maybe we will get lucky. Um, then we're going to have the All-Star game and the bye week, which means there won't be that much hockey. Um, all of my teams are on bye week at the same time, so I don't know what... All of I'm Julie's really teams, all of the teams she owns in her heart. Yes. Dallas, Jersey, Caps, all gone. So no hockey for me. Just watching Oscar bait movies with my roommate. You can message us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. One big, big, big thing that's coming up is we are going to be launching a Patreon. Hooray! That hooray! <laughs> Come on, boys! Hey, I, I said hooray. That was a genuine hooray. We love you too. We will be launching the Patreon on February 1st. We have a few tiers of stuff that you can do. We have a dollar incentive. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast or the Twitter. $5 incentive is going to be, um, we're going to send you a sticker in the mail and you'll have access to some of our cut content from podcasts and probably even the original totally garbage version of Santa Gritty that we recorded. Where <laughs> We discovered that I don't know how that song goes. And we're going to have a tier where you are able to... For 10 bucks, we'll have a commentary track tier. We're going to set up a Twitch stream and do live away game commentary. Um, We're going to set up a Slack channel that you can join for 15 bucks. We're going to sit around and shoot the shit. For 20 bucks, we're going to have a monthly rabbit uh, rabbit room. We're going to watch hockey movies, other kind of movies that kind of thing we're hoping to do like a third friday or saturday of the month but that's going to depend on game days then our big incentive is our amy's empty seat incentive yes so i usually have an empty seat there are some games that you know friends and and, and has been promised and whatever but mostly i have an empty seat next to me during the games and most of the time i end up selling it to a stranger but you can choose a game that you would like to attend with me and fill my empty seat and, you know, should we uh, head to the playoffs, or should I say when we head to the playoffs, I'll still have empty seats available. So keep that in mind, people. Our goal with our Patreon, we want to be really transparent about what we're raising money for. 15 bucks a month pays our SoundCloud bill. 25 bucks a month is going to pay our SoundCloud bill and our WordPress bill. WordPress, we pay a he- uh up front for a year but divided out that gets us to 25 the 25 dollars added up with soundcloud bill 50 bucks a month is going to cover the expenses for our tier where we are mailing out stickers and thank you notes um if we earn a hundred dollars a month that lets us commission artwork to do more stickers to maybe do t-shirts to maybe throw a party just to bring you guys more content and for us to do more stuff that we want to bring to you guys. So that's our goal. Yay. And thanks to Julie, because I've had a lot going on of late for actually putting this all together because she's a rock star. Amy's been moving. So we want to thank all you guys for listening, for following along with us on Twitter. We want to thank Nathan and Ryan, the Knubles, Knights. Remix. Yay, for thank coming you, in and Ethan chatting and with Ryan. us and for just being awesome people in life, honestly. Aww. And I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.